<laughs> this is Connor. And this is Paul. And, and welcome, welcome to Silver Screamers. Your genre bone twisting decade backbending film podcast. Oh look, another glorious podcast. Makes me sick. Spooky season. Ooh. I don't. It's not actually spooky season. It's season of the witch. It's season. No, no. But the, the it is for everybody. Oh, Halloween! Spooky Halloween season. And for us on Silver Screamers, it is season, season of, of the, the witch. witch. Of the witch or of the witch? The witch. I, don't know, I just felt like saying witch there. <laughs> <laughs> so we have one. If I'm if we're if I'm very good at editing, we'll have one for Halloween, and then season of the witch will probably go on till Christmas. <laughs> Ooh, Christmas, ooh, Christmas. I'd like to point out how dedicated we are to this podcast because we have, as, as we told you in the last episode, we have just moved into a new house that we bought and we've kind of been back and forth between our two, uh, between our rented property and our, on our actual house and we've been painting walls and all sorts of stuff and yet we still find time to do a podcast. I know, I know. It's almost like we have fans that we have. I know. We, yeah, we, feel, we feel we owe something <laughs> to them, yeah. I think, I suppose because it was like Hocus Pocus, it's such a Halloween film. Like, we can definitely do witch films when it's not Halloween, but doing Hocus Pocus mid-November would just be weird. So yeah. We like, so maybe, maybe, maybe don't expect a lot from us in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, just enjoy this. Yeah, yeah, enjoy it, lads. Enjoy this one. Uh, yeah, we have, we have officially moved in, though we are recording from our new house. We have a lot. In a loft, yeah. yeah. The lighting is kind of. You could probably turn this lighting into kind of spooky, Ooh, spooky. <laughs> like in the attic of we're the. In a spoo- yeah, we're in. A, we're, yeah, okay. So scrap that. We are podcasting from an attic. Ooh. We're a spiral staircase. They're kind of scary. Are they? I think spiral, spiral staircases. staircases. In the original house in Hill House, there was like a haunted spiral staircase. Right. Well, we've got a halogen uh, heater here, and nice lighting, and you know, nice wooden floors. Yeah, it's not very scary. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the house has um, had very bright red walls, which we have, which we're painting over. But before we painted over, we took advantage and took a kind of a Suspiria inspired yes. photograph for our. And well, that photograph, I have to give it to you, Paul. I, you know, I don't have any patience when it comes to these kind of promotional photographs, but everybody's been commenting saying this season of which one is excellent. So well done, you. Thanks. I really have to kind of say to Connor when we do these, it probably will take a few photographs, Connor. <laughs> and yeah, there might be some pictures that are okay, but we'll just keep going till we get the best one. Yeah, Paul, Paul likes to take 50 <laughs> photographs and I'm like, one done. It's fine. It was It'll remarkable do. how quick we did this. The like yeah yeah it was yeah. very I, I, in my, when we were talking about this I initially was like oh we paint our faces green and I was like well shave my beard yeah. and we just haven't got time at the moment to do anything because we're just crazy moving house so I was like just take from the nose up yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, it works. And we'll put a filter yeah, on it. It'll make us look... We'll get, it, get a silly broomstick and <laughs> get magic size in there as well. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so Season of the Witch. Uh, Just before we go on, in other news... Oh, oh we have some more news. We we, we're doing a lot of adulting at the moment in the last couple of weeks. But myself and Paul got engaged. Yeah. Uh, the uh, first night that we moved into our new house, we decided to get engaged. <laughs> <laughs> or, well, Paul did. Paul decided to propose... So, um, yeah, so there you are. So we're getting all our adulting out of the way in, in a week. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> anyway, moving on. Anyway, season of the witch. I picked this because obviously Halloween, and I'll, and I also just thought you'd love Hocus Pocus. Oh, Halloween, yeah. probably we watch this every Halloween. You and I, I think we've watched oh, definitely, it yeah. every Halloween since we've been together, and even when we got together first, both of us knew this film inside out. Yeah. Um, uh, but maybe just before we talk about Hocus Pocus, I think witches in general are, are such an interesting features of pop culture. Go on. Well, I kind of feel like there's like the three pantheons of monsters, vampire, werewolf, werewolf and witch. Mm-hmm. And witches kind of became kind of hot in the 90s. Like, like this was obviously 1993, but because we're this is our 90s film, there are so many witchy things that we can now cannot do, like the witches. Blair Witch. Blair Witch, yeah. That's 1999. I think so, yeah. Uh, the Craft. The Craft. What was the other one? Like The Craft. Oh. Uh, Practical Magic? That's mm, not like The Craft. So, no, there was some other movie I'm trying to think of. Practical I Magic is the one with Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. What about Witches of Eastwick? That's 80s. Okay. Uh, also, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer got really was huge in the 90s and obviously there was a lot of witchcraft and mm. that charmed charmed was huge. in the 90s yeah. so witches were really really like the thing to do in the 90s and kind of in the 90s witchcraft was sexy vampires though I mean well Buffy was vampires vampires were later, later on yeah I think I think and Twilight Twi- well Twilight was well the book Twilight I suppose was mid 2000s and then the film was 2009 or something yeah I mean vampires have always been I mean the thing is these are all of these things are timeless and they all there always will be room for witch stories and vampire stories but I think witches had like their moment in the 90s vampires were more in like because even before Twilight both we had Buffy and then we had uh, Interview the Vampire uh, in the 90s as well mm. so vampires were they were there but I think in the, it was the Twilight that made vampires well, like really, yeah, really I mean, like I kind of thing. brought them back, I suppose, into because it became teeny pop kind of yeah. culture then. And there was a few yeah. other things. What was that? Cassandra Kane. Um, I read one of her books, The Mortal Instruments. Were they vampires? I think oh, they're they like were, immortals, or, but there yeah. was vampires in them. Yeah, that's right. And then there was no, like the Vampire Diaries. There was a Vampire Diaries as a TV show which came out around the same time as. Uh, yeah, True Blood. True Blood, yes. Yeah, so there, was, yeah, so there yeah. was a lot. But I think it was True Blood out before Twilight. But they were all kind of, I mean, the They're book series for True Blood was just going on longer. Mid to late like, noughties. Yeah, yeah, they all had their time. But like, traditionally... But you, don't, you, haven't, you haven't had the same kind of um, renaissance uh, for werewolves. No, no maybe, maybe the 2020s will be werewolves. Mm, the 2020s will be viruses and stuff. So, well, I think we had zombies as well, like around... Well, zombies kind of became a zombies little bit hot were after the end of the nineties, I think, because that was like twenty eight weeks later in that. But I kind of think just at, when Twilight started dying, you started seeing like like warm bodies and the Walking War Dead and yeah, stuff. So I don't think. And then remember, like there was just loads of zombie walks everywhere, and in, in, in cities, yeah. people. Do they still do that? I don't know. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's like monsters have in cycles. So yeah, let's let's. Werewolves 2020, uh, the 2020s, the, let's call the it. 20s, the <laughs> roaring 20s. Yeah, there you go. Um, but like witches, traditionally, witches were not like sexy minxes. They were like hags and, and stuff. And really, if you kind of go back on it, like witches stem from like misogyny. No, oh, yeah. It, it kind of stems from 
a woman who would have knowledge of medicine a lot of them would have been women who uh, would have given abortions or would have been midwives right yeah and they if would have ground up leaves to put on wounds yes yes and because they were women maybe that never married and probably had big cauldrons to to boil yes because everybody had cauldrons yeah (laughs) and because of all this a lot of people would have then like you know, anytime women have power, they're they're kind of demonized, and it's 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 it's. I wonder scary. where like the the flying on the broomsticks and the the big top hats, not top hats, but witches hats and the black cats. Well, I suppose crazy cat ladies, maybe. <laughs> well, the broomsticks comes from some sort of legend that when when witches touch wood, they can fly. So it's not a broomstick mm, as such; it's just that just wood. Wood, yeah. And I I I actually think the Wicked Witch of the West. The depiction of her in The Wizard of Oz. Maybe that was yeah, yes. that was the first kind of broomstick. I kind don't of. know about the broom. Yeah, certainly the green skin. The only reason they gave her green skin was because they had that was technical. It was new, and they were like, "We're using this. Let's shit. use as much like Dorothy's shoes were red and that, or they're silver in the book." But they were like, "Let's use as much color as we can." So that green was actually relatively. That was that was so that wasn't a thing. Witches didn't have green skin before. The hat the thing, original story? No. No. Okay. No. Um the hat thing, the pointy hat, was that just a type of hat that people would have worn in kind of Salem times? Like the kind of the, the brim. Maybe the it was like a a exaggerated sort of Puritan hat yeah. or something or That's the word I'm looking for, Puritan, yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe. And like when you think about it, like a woman like in the Hansel and Gretel tale, the the the, the woman in the woods those women were incredibly vulnerable. They weren't a threat. They were incredibly vulnerable to passers-by and, and robbers and, and, and whoever. So it's yeah. like these... I mean, well, I mean, the, the Salem witch trials, um huge amount of people dead in a very short space of time. But obviously, like, I would have thought that, you know, the, these women who they were going around and capturing and executing... They probably they would have figured out that these guys are really easy to catch if they're witches and they have all this <laughs> magical powers and stuff, you know. Yeah, I suppose you're talking about paranoia and mob mentality. Uh, mob mentality. And, yeah. yeah, nineteen people died in the Salem witch trials. Fourteen of them were women, and five were only nineteen. I thought it was like hundreds. There was hundreds of people arrested. Only 19 were actually executed. 200 people were accused. 30 were found guilty. And 19 of whom were executed. The the town only apologised for those uh, executions like 60 years ago or something. So it's... (laughs) I mean, that's just tokenism. It's people... I I know, I know, I know. know, Apologising for 400 years ago. Let's just say that those people their names were like cleared cleared yeah 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 yeah, yeah, from history and why did it happen in Salem was there a a period of famine or something that they I don't know I I have seen the crucible uh, but I can't remember the details but I don't know how accurate that is and years ago there was a brilliant TV well I thought as a teenager I thought it was brilliant it probably was a bit dodged probably not great but it was a TV drama about three episodes um, uh, and Kirstie Alley was in it Veronica's closet, you know, Chris oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she, and it was all it was all about the Salem witch trials, but it was it was no magic. It was all as it would have happened, and I think it started from little girls just 
making mischief and just saying that some woman put a spell on them yeah or, or yeah. maybe they made mischief or something and then they were getting in trouble and they said oh, such and such maybe do it or it could have been a case that someone had a bad dream about someone else and they, uh, yeah and then it just kind of and I, I think there could have been again, maybe there maybe there could have been one person who was maybe a bit dodge and uh that led on to people yeah. saying, "Oh, and she she's a witch as well, and she's this that." And the other. Yeah, and then anybody who would kind of go, "Lads, this this isn't right." Like, uh, like maybe this isn't the case. Then suddenly, yeah, you're a witch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny then the difference between that type of witch, which obviously is, is paranoia and people just pointing the finger, and then there's also like Wiccan is a, is a is a religion and people practice. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, like, I remember at the time when Buffy was out, I I read up a lot about Wiccan and witchcraft and that kind of stuff. I, yes, I think that kind of became kind of hot in the... Candle magic. Yeah, I I actually had a friend in secondary school and he was a bit of a twat, (laughs) but he he told us he, like, did spells and stuff and... uh, he told us he changed the colour of his eyes and we were like, he's like, yeah, my eyes are brown, but now they're blue. And we were like, really? I, but you, you, I don't know, were your eyes blue? Not before? And he was like, no, no, they've always been brown. I did a spell last night and now they're blue. <laughs> and we were like, okay. <laughs> but he was very into like witchcraft and, and there would have been a like few whatever other... About, whatever about doing the spells or whatever, you know, if, it's, if it doesn't work, don't make it up, you know. I don't know. He was like thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. Yeah, I remember him. I remember him saying like, "Buffy's so stupid. It, it doesn't happen like that. It's not like you f- magical lights turn on." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, Buffy's stupid." Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it's pagan, but I mean, there's no difference really in the type. You know, doing these spells and sort of praying and that kind of stuff. No, you know? I don't even necessarily know if Wiccan is all about spells or if it's just like a pagan. Religion. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, no, there are like, there are spells. I remember. I, I, you know, and different candles. May I just? I remember reading about candle magic. Magic with a K. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> you know, different can different types of candles or colors of candles are made out of this wax, and you arrange them in a certain way, and you know, this X Y Z would happen or whatever. It's probably similar to like feng shui and astrology, and you know, and tara and all these things that. You know, some people well, that subscribe to, and some people are more skeptical, mm. and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, Con, do you want to tell the folks at home what they're listening to? You're listening to Silver Screamers. Silver Screamers is our film podcast where we pick a theme or a genre and dissect four films in that theme or genre from different decades. And this week we are covering my favorite, Hocus Pocus, in our Season of the Witch <laughs> series. <laughs> damn, damn, double damn! I was so tired last night when we got. I have to stop saying when we got home. When we got back to our old house, where we're our current our rented cur- property, yeah, where we're currently <laughs> still sleeping because we don't have a bed here. I was so knackered and I had a rotten headache. And I, when we got home, I had a shower and I was like, oh, I don't really want to watch a film. But like literally the second this film started, I just felt lighter. Everyone just had a well, the two of us just had smiles on our faces. Oh, all it through. was just. Such a lovely breezy film. I bring and I can I can I could watch this tonight. Watch if you again, said, yeah. Paul, do you want to watch Hocus Focus tonight? I'd be like, Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we often listen to these podcasts back, and Paul says, "Do I cackle like that when I laugh?" Yeah, and it's like, there time. you go. There's a cackle. <laughs> you know, uh, 
I remember back back in my acting days looking at YouTube videos about very famous sort of acting teachers back from you know back in the 80s 70s 80s and I remember one of them saying don't forget it's called a play so play and I felt when I was watching this Bette Midler Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker and uh, Jimmy, and Jimmy. Ka- Catherine and Jimmy were playing you know they just had such a fun time playing yeah, these characters <laughs> Bette Midler was acting to the back row yeah. <laughs> do you rem- remember when you saw this first no, I remember being very young. I, I, you remember these things. I yeah. don't. I, I remember watching it and going, that's an awesome movie. I want to watch that again. I can remember this being promoted a lot on TV. And I remember watching the documentary, like the making of, and seeing, like, seeing the, the they made puppets of the witches when they were flying and stuff and and showing how they made them and then showing them with their costumes and they were their their dresses were so flowy they were actually all sitting on chairs when they were up on their broomsticks and I remember the make and I just remember just thinking this film was made for me and wanting to see it in the cinema and I can remember when when, we, when I made my Holy Communion, we went after we did the rounds of all the family and my parents. I'm sure, I'm sure in Wiccan you, you make something. Like <laughs> it is kind of weird to get to go see Hocus Pocus after your communion. <laughs> my parents were like, we'll take it to see Hocus it's Pocus. It's a lot of Hocus Pocus. They said, we'll, we'll all go see Hocus Pocus. Now, this is just kind of how, how innocent my parents were. Like, they just went to the cinema and asked, is Hocus Pocus out? And I, I can remember the guy looking at them and being like no that hasn't been in the cinema for ages and we ended up seeing Free Willy Um, and then I just googled I was kind of and I never I kind of thought I wonder when it was released I made my communion in May it was released in Ireland the previous October October. (laughs) yeah of course it was (laughs) I don't know what my parents were thinking (laughs) anyway but uh, about a year later I saw it in extra why didn't you go in, in the October I don't know. Just, we probably wouldn't have gone to the cinema very often. Like the fact that we went for my Holy Communion. Did you maybe you saw the documentary? You'd recently seen it, and then maybe it was on TV. Oh, recently. But like, I do remember people I was in school with saying, "Oh yeah, I've seen Hocus Pocus," <laughs> but I didn't get to see it then until it was out on video. And I remember seeing it in extra vision, and I remember we brought it home. And I, I think got my to see first it. time seeing it was on VHS as well I don't think I saw it in the cinema no well it wasn't a big hit is it? it's so crazy it was and not, isn't it, funny, it was a flop almost in recent years and I think this is probably because our generation is now the, the generation of people you know generation of people out working and you know controlling industry now I suppose and, that, and uh, getting nostalgic but in recent years I've always loved this and this has always been my favourite film but in recent years you see every Halloween this being on Facebook online everywhere everywhere oh bring it back get Hocus Pocus 2 Hocus Pocus 2 just announced it's been announced they, they, they announced the yesterday they're going to get back together for oh they say this every year though every year for now, they said it was going to be for a Disney Plus special but they I don't think it's going to be like a new act I think it's like a the three actors meeting up and talking about it I swear to god this every year for the last five years I get tagged in something going oh hey Connor look at this Hocus Pocus 2 is in production and I'm just like no it's not you know what though I don't want Hocus Pocus 2 I don't even know where they would start because they're meant to be dead it's fine the whole thing is about them going back but I don't I don't need this this is a lovely film packaged it's fine 
doesn't need a sequel. I, I don't know where the sequel will go, and it doesn't need... It's a perfect film. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. I love Halloween. I absolutely love Halloween, and I love a horror film too. But and I, and it is good to see a really scary film at Halloween. I get that. But I also think Halloween is also really fun. It's so why I love Hocus Pocus this time of year rather than something like actual Halloween or uh, The Shining or something is that there's a certain. I mean, I, this isn't a scary film, but there's a a camp kind of theatricality to this that captures the essence of Halloween that I don't think any really scary film captures mm. and that's why I think this is the perfect Halloween film and there's not that many films that hit that note this this uh, yeah I remember you saying before this kind of captures the campy dressing up form yes, of Halloween yeah and little bits of scary now not as an adult but there's little bits of scary but it's it's not terrifying it's no no and it's bright there and are there are dark moments in it like when the witches are hung and you know yeah yeah there's definitely dark moments uh, and there's but I don't know if there's any part there's only one scene that actually gave me a bit of a shiver as a kid okay you know what, what scene was that it's when Winifred's nail is cutting the glass oh yes that's that, quite I remember scary. that scene as and I, I now that you say it I, I made a note of it yesterday that scene when I was a kid was quite scary yes yeah. That's the only really time I'm scared as a kid watching that film. Compared to The Witches with Angelica Houston, mm. who who is just, maybe not quite just as camp as Bette Midler, but is, is very camp and is theatrical and, and, and is a, basically a drag queen. The two of them are drag queens. But Angelica Houston is fucking terrifying in that film like that film did make me quite upset afterwards yeah I remember I remember when she zapped one of the witches in the chair yeah. near the start she, she kind of disintegrates her yeah and I, yeah. I was like oh god this is very yeah. scary yeah and Winifred is even though Winifred is clever and stuff she's also ridiculous and fun she's singing, she's yeah. singing Broadway and songs you, she's singing Broadway <laughs> songs and she's also like you know she really hurt my feelings yeah yeah and, yeah you know, well like Angelica <clears throat> Houston is she, I mean, she ain't got no feelings no she is like a force to be reckoned with yeah Ooh, who'd win in a fight between Winifred's uh, Sanderson and the Grand High Witch mm, I'd say the Grand High Witch Although Winifred does have fly. the electricity thing. Yeah. Anyway. Um, do you want to do your synopsis? Ooh, I got to do the 2 minutes 40. Okay. Yeah, 2 40. Okay. Ready, steady, go. So, we entered this world in 1693 uh, in Salem, where Thackeray Binks realises that his sister Emily is being lured to a witch's cabin. He runs after her, and the witches are brewing a potion to make themselves young and beautiful forever. Uh, he interrupts them and there's a big scuffle um, but they do drink and kill his sister Emily the town folk turn up and uh, sorry the witches turn Thackeray Binks into a cat and say you'll live forever uh, with your Bend guilt the, bones and just the, back. The, the townspeople turn up and say hey witch where's my son and they're like cat's got mad tongue and 
just before they execute them, a book falls on the ground, they open it up and they go, ha ha, we'll be back. They're executed. 300 years later, Danny and Max have moved from LA to Salem uh, and they're... Yes, they're in school. <laughs> and they meet uh, Alison, who Max is very fond of. They go trick-or-treating and they meet up with Alison. They go to the witch's cabin. Max says, let's go and have a look at this place. He doesn't believe in this stuff at all. Uh, they go and he lights the black flame candle, bringing back the witches, um, who then have to steal all the lives of the children in Salem. Max, Max and Danny and Alison are like, oh shit, what, what are we doing here? The witches try... Uh, <laughs> um, they, steal the, they steal the spell book so that Winifred can't brew the potion and there's a whole, you know, the witches are looking for them throughout the whole thing. Uh, they go into hollow ground. The witches come. They raise a zombie, uh, a dead lover of Winifred. Billy. Who, chase, who chases them around the place but never catches them. They lure them into... They go to uh, where all the parents are having a Halloween party. The three witches turn up, put a spell on them so they'll dance till they, they die and they sing a great song. They then think, okay, well, let's go to the school. They go to the school and there's a big furnace. They put them in the furnace and they burn the witches. Also a dark scene. Um, and they think that they've they've beaten the witches, that they've burned them to death and they relax. But the witches can't be killed until morning time when they'll turn to us if they don't steal the lives of all the children in Salem. So they come back and say, start talking French. It's very funny. Um, anyway, they can't find the book. They don't know where they're gone. And they're like, oh, we're screwed. We don't. Oh, seconds. We're screwed. They, but the kids open the book. Uh, the book goes and sends light up in the sky. They find them. They grab the book. They make off and they brew the potion. The kids, they start luring the kids to their doom. But Danny, Max and Allison turn up. No time. Uh, turn up and steal back the book. Um, Winifred. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they go. They go to the. They go to the graveyard, and the witches follow them. But uh, in the end, the sun comes up. Uh, turns out the zombie is a nice guy who helps them fe- fight the witches. Uh, they fall onto hallow ground, turn to stone, and explode and into dust. And that's the end of the film. Mm-hmm. That was a terrible it synopsis. Wasn't good, it was that was a terrible synopsis. I think all these guests we've had have gotten us out of practice. <laughs> we need to we need to kind of stick a fire under us. I know, jeez. I don't need like I mean whatever about the time again okay, a few seconds over, but I just don't feel like it was a very flowing synopsis at all. Ugh. Slipping, slipping. We're going to drop our listenership. <laughs> just Back. go watch the film. Go watch the film. Why do I have to tell you what it's about? Just go watch it. Packery. Thackeray. That's a yeah. weird name. Probably Thackeray. a common name of the time or something that they found. Thackeray. I For years, I just thought everyone was pronouncing Zachary weird. I actually kind of like it. Thackeray. No. Hmm. Why does he have an English accent? Um, maybe they are... Emily! <laughs> maybe they came over from the UK? Maybe. Yeah, I guess so. They would have been early settlers. That whole opening scene... Something funny going on with the time there. Yes. So they it's the morning time when they get to the cabin and then they say when the villagers turn up they say We're having a quiet We're evening. Having a quiet evening. Yeah. yeah. Bit of a bit of a I mean continuity I guess problem. Uh, the, the, if it seems like I'm nitpicking in this film because that's because any of the issues I have are minute Minor. that doesn't affect my enjoyment in the slightest. I'm just mentioning them because it's fun to do things like that 
I guess because uh, Thackeray says you get the villagers and uh, so maybe the, the cabin is just like really far away from the village and well it did look far away when you when you saw it you like saw the purple smoke like quite far in the distance a day huh a day well no because he turns up obviously yeah it's just a continuity I know error. it's fine it's fine yeah. I actually, when, when he turns up first, um, I never, I didn't realise until I watched the film later that the witches are actually made up a lot older. Oh, God. what? Yeah, I know, I oh know. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, like they're like, ha- they're hags. They're, they're, they're haggards, yeah. yeah. Even Sarah. They've got grey hair. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Jeez, how did you miss it? Like they literally, oh, my young. Yeah. Well, I'm young beautiful. I liked th- there's elements uh, in that first scene as well where you the witch the two witches Mary and Sarah Sarah are kind of the, the fools I suppose and you I know. wouldn't say Mary's a fool mm. no I don't think Mary's a fool not a fool but she's very beta. much very much under the thumb oh Winifred. god yeah like Winifred is the alpha and yeah. she basically bullies, bullies Mary her. yeah, yeah. And there is this kind of rivalry between Mary and Sarah, but you also see that they like each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, Winifred is the older sister and has always been the one. I mean, this is so hilarious that we like talking about the sister dynamic (laughs) between these two. (laughs) Winifred is obviously the, uh, has always been the oldest and and has always been the the one who has told the other two what to do. And, like, honestly, like, Sarah. I don't. Sarah doesn't even seem to realize they're in jeopardy ever. She's never. She's just kind of along for the ride. While Mary and Win and Winifred are more. All Sarah really cares about is boys and being beautiful it's, and yeah. men and living forever. And, yeah, you know. like I, I do want to want to talk about the sisters individually, maybe at the end because they're the most exciting ones. So, but just it feels the direction in this film is weird because depending on who you're cast it was like you were told this is a different film but somehow it all works because the villagers in this scene they are all like in this made for TV period film where they're all like you're wearing very clean clothes yeah, taking you're, it very seriously there you are you are taking this you are literally in a cheap version of uh, The Crucible mm. uh, they're all wearing like plain dull clothes and then you have these three drag queens essentially <laughs> yeah who are like wearing like who are caked in makeup wearing these beautiful makeup beautiful dresses with these mad hairstyles um like sarah jessica parker her direction was like okay you want to have sex with everything yeah. that's what <laughs> yeah. you do and you probably snip up of your cocaine. boobs there yeah yeah mary you're a beagle <laughs> yeah. you're just Who like wolfs occasionally yes, yeah. barks and then uh, and sniffs out kids Bette Midler if you can go if, if you can go louder do if if there if you if you don't think you're being camp enough then you're probably no not. and walk with your hands like they're like Freddy Krueger like your talons are like wet like walk yeah, like a panther put your hands on your hips lots and, yeah yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, and then the kids are kind of more like the villagers they're they think they're in like a, prop, serious, they, a yeah. proper serious heart. They think they're in Halloween or mm-hmm. Night on Elm Street or something. Um, but yet, yet it works. It all works. It out. works. Yeah. So do you want to talk uh, firstly then about maybe Danny, Max and Alison? There's really I only... I to say about Alison. I think she's... <laughs> Alison, yeah. She's nothing. the most boring character of, of all. Yeah. It's fine. She, she, I mean, she's not a bad actress, but it's a thankless role. 
she's got nothing interesting to do or anything the one interesting thing is um (laughs) it looks like her parents are having some sort of uh, eyes wide shut party (laughs) very elaborate party incredibly fancy dress party literally and very specific theme like french kind of a masquerade ball Uh, yeah masquerade kind of um mary antoinette style ball uh where you're wearing costumes of like cinematic quality <laughs> also Alison does think of the idea of the oven that's true which yeah. is a nice little nod to Hansel and Gretel yes yeah that's it but that's all she does she, nice she, goes, she gets the salt she kind of figures out the, the things that she's given like a, yeah yeah it's just, she actually is the reason why they find the book yeah like no, she has a role in the plot but as a character, like, I don't know anything about her character and I don't mm. care anything. It, yeah. Okay, so that's Alison. <laughs> Alison, Alison, kiss me, I'm Alison. In fact, he loves your yabos. Oh, what? Yeah, what the? Yabos? yabos. Was that ever a, a word? Oh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I've never heard that in any other context. I was even thinking, just the way every family has little nicknames for things. Yeah. Like, every family has a different nickname, nickname for farts. You were a bip. We were bips in our family. We were just fart, I think. You were just fart. Yeah. My friend growing up said poo bang. <laughs> poo bang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, uh, my, my cousin said Rudy's. Uh, Thackeray Binks. Thackeray. <clears throat> I mean, I guess Thackeray, I don't have a whole lot to say about him, except that there's nice little arcs going on here. It's not just the sisters being fabulous for 90 minutes. Thackeray fails to save Emily. Mm. And so there is a child dies in this, which is quite like, dark. Straight away. In the first straight scene. away. Emily. Thackeray. I just had such a weird name. I feel like I'm saying Zachary with a lisp. Thackeray fails to save Emily. And that's his burden for eternity. Mm. And then obviously. Well, yeah. His bird, yeah. So well, he, he's three hundred. He's cursed to stay though, like, alive forever not, as a cat it, it, for some reason. Yeah, even though it's not his fault, I would have. I wouldn't have minded maybe if. I mean, he had to cut it short and stuff. But maybe if he had, if it had been more his fault that Emily, like maybe he had been a bit of a shithead to her because we see yeah. Max being a bit of a shithead to Danny. Well, I don't actually think he's that bad. I mean, it's an opening scene. They can't. I know, I know. But therefore, if we had, <clears> so because obviously Danny and Max are echoing the relationship between Thackeray and. Emily. Emily. And like Thackeray is saying like like almost slightly creepy things like never you know, never let Danny go. She's you know, you've got to look after her forever and ever. He says these lines That's like not creepy. Well not creepy, but like he obviously is like, Don't make the mistake I made and then Yeah, he's Max, like he's like, Don't don't you probably don't appreciate your sister yeah, 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 enough yeah. or you know, now, but when she's gone then you really Yeah. Know. And I don't know, like to be fair, like yeah, Max obviously does give her a little bit of a hard time, but he always apologize you know, he always apologizes to Danny and like Danny is obnoxious. As all like, she, yeah, she, there's all little girls. She's probably a little are obnoxious at one part. Mm. I just think she's hilarious. I mean, she's I mean, Thorberg. She's a little t- troublemaker as well. Yeah. Oh come on! Like he loves your yabos. <laughs> oh, Alison. And oh, spying Alison. On him. And like the only the only real obnoxious part I think she has is where he doesn't want to take her trick or treating, and she's just like, "Mom." <laughs> Yeah, when she's spying on him, and then when she embarrasses him in front of Allison, oh, that's and fun. This isn't really her fault. But this kind of did you ever? Ha- did you ever get like 
when uh, when he's getting when he's the bullies are kind of slagging him mm. or no they're slagging her and then she's like for your infer- no no first of all she says I went my big, big brother. brother and then they're yeah. like slagging him and then she's like for your information he's, he's a little leaguer do you ever I, do you ever like when you're kind of in, in you're get you're, when you're in school and there's lads kind of slagging it and you just want to walk away and then a friend of yours in the most well-meaning way says like says something in your defense that's like that's not helping just, <laughs> you're just, making it you're worse. making it worse just let's let, let, yeah you're like he's a nice guy <laughs> dungarees are very in style right now <laughs> for your information <laughs> Paul loves his dungarees <laughs> I used to get called farm boy because of my dungarees but I kept wearing them <laughs> still wearing them today Danny and uh, Max they're such a realistic brother and sister they have such good chemistry brilliant chemistry yeah I don't when I call her obnoxious she's I feel like she's meant she's meant to be yeah I mean she's meant to be a little eight-year-old sassy kind of girl who maybe gets what she wants and you know she's she's got a a wicked sense of humor and you know she's a slaggy I don't I mean I don't obnoxious is a hard word I think I would I would think she is obnoxious but that's I don't necessarily think that's I think obnoxious is a bad thing, and I don't think she's bad. You know, um, she's she's got some. Well, I suppose the thing is, obviously, her and Max were really close, and then Max has now gotten to that difficult age where the last thing he wants to do is hang out with his little sister. Yeah, and and to be fair, I think it's a lot to ask his parents. Like, from it's a lot for his parents to ask him. Well, they've. I mean, it is because they've just moved there. You know, it's. I think they should and they're off to a big party uh, okay. and slight we'll go back to Danny and Max we're meant to be talking about Thackeray <laughs> <laughs> I want to hang out with his parents they're great his fun his parents they moved to this uh, we've just moved um, literally uh, they're the exact same as us they've moved to a town a week before Halloween yeah. and they go to the town hall and uh, uh, granted there's a there's a spell that keeps them there all night but when the spell's been broken they're not like oh shit we should go home the kids. <laughs> yeah. they're like wow that was, nice. that was amazing they go all out with the costumes yes. she looks Madonna. fucking amazing it's better than Madonna to be honest he's dadula which is such a dad joke yeah, yeah, yeah. and when they dad find Kula. them at the party they're not even together which I kind of like yeah, because they're, they're so social yeah. she's like dancing away with her friends and he's going around and then as soon as he like thinks Danny's in trouble he's like what's wrong but then he's like oh that's cool it's cool yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I also uh, yeah just uh, they had uh, they have literally 10 lines between them but they they're so good as yeah, well yeah they're great they're great. They're great how much candy have you had honey <laughs> yeah and this is a trope oh, okay let's just find <laughs> your father <laughs> this is a trope I don't care for in horror usually when adults don't listen to, their to children it, I just find it frustrating we watched Paranormal Activity 4 recently mm. and uh, there's like ghostly things happening and the teenager is saying to the parents and they're just not listening and it's just like you would listen in this scenario but this is their script is good enough in this that it doesn't feel ridiculous that that they wouldn't listen to them and it's also only in one scene when there's a lot of music happening and there's it's it's, you know um, well yeah yeah, I mean they're just I do kind of I think though in that scene and we'll come back to it I suppose when we talk about the sisters they turn up Danny and himself and they're not surprised no and she's your uh, the mum's there dancing with these big 
Madonna <laughs> cone. Yeah, boobs. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know she's she sees her uh, her her daughter and she just stands there in a pose and she she's like, I'm, "Who are you meant to be?" Madonna. <laughs> well, she's like a little embarrassed, but then obviously. she's like, well, "Obviously, it's Madonna." And she's like, "Vote when like." She's voguing. voguing. She's voguing. She's fantastic. I love her. <laughs> and I love just as if as if this movie needed any more camp. Yeah. <laughs> Put them on that mom in vo- uh, Madonna. Uh, I just have her voguing yes. to. And she looked Halloween. really good in that outfit. She that costume. Great. Oh, th- that party though just looked so much, so much fun. fun. So I, we always try and go out for Halloween as our group of friends. And I sometimes have to twist your arm to go out. But the last few years I've gone out for Halloween, you, you get chatting to people. Because obviously when you're on costume, you get you can talk. It's a, it breaks a barrier and you can chat to people I find most people I'm chatting to are all kind of 21 22 and mm. I feel like this old man and that this party had loads of people of all ages yeah, like yeah, adults yeah. and stuff I do I do find I do feel and I don't know because I don't live in America but I do feel like Americans celebrate Halloween a lot more Certainly, in 19, I mean, you could get parties yeah. in 1993 in Ireland. There was no, nothing like that. Still, our, my parents weren't going out to anything. Or no, my, anything. my parents only went, have only gone to one Halloween fancy dress party since since I've been around. And my, you know my parents, they'd love it. No, that was like two years ago. That was my uncle's 50th, I think. Well, your parents went out with you. They went out with us to the festival oh, yeah. at that time. But I just mean like, oh, of their friends, they've only had like right, one right. kind of Halloween thing in all those years. Well, we would always go out. Mm. I would sometimes go out twice because I'd have uh, like Orla and John Louise who were into Halloween and then Yvonne and Andrina and something. Um, I see, I just, I just dressing up. I'm just like, oh, oh it's so much fun. I know, I know it's it is. Fun. It's fun. It's kind of fun when you're, when you're in the costume and it's fun yeah, it's fun when you're in the costume, but getting into the costume and getting out of the costume is p- particularly just like face paint and all that. It's just a pain. Oh, um, I love and I love the weeks leading up when you're making. The, I always try and make most of it. I loved. I loved the, coming up with the idea. I just, yeah, I have memories of like X Factor being on. You know, Ashton, who was on with us a couple of oh. weeks ago, has some incredible. I mean, Ash, my costumes incredible are, costumes. My costumes are very basic compared to Ashwin mm. I mean Ashwin's costumes are and they're not just very well made they're like clever they're ideas yeah. and to be honest there's not even any point in describing them because well he had like Bosco and he had, um, he had, like, he had like a toy soldier and yeah but like it's it's the yeah it, but it's the way he makes them it's just incredible and he had a Sonic which like when he looked from a certain angle looked identical to Sonic was that yeah but it was like it was like pixelated yeah it was pixelated I don't know yeah, how he yeah. did it and he did a, he did a Zeus in the clouds once before just incredible yeah, imagination really yeah, I, I always look forward to like ooh when Connor sends What's me Ashram the Ashram text Ashram yeah. what are you going to do this year let us Are know you dressing up at all actually comment yeah. comment and let us know no um, but the, would the, the party that they're at like it's live music it's it's not like just a DJ. It just looks so much fun. I also think it's hilarious when Danny sees this person in a crocodile outfit that's clearly shorter than her. And yeah. she's like, Mom! It's like, <laughs> just no. shakes out, yeah. No. Anyway, sorry, we, we, we drifted off there. We Danny, were to be talking about Thackeray, actually. Well, I have nothing to say about Thackeray at all. We don't yeah. have to talk unless there's anything relevant to talk about. There's nothing about... He's, he's a bit kind of a guide through... 
he's, he, he's through the uh, yeah and yeah. he yeah he is he's he's he, exposition he, he, he informs them about what's going on essentially there's one slight criticism i have this is another nitpicky thing that could have been just easily written away with a bit of exposition thackeray doesn't speak to his father his father's like away beast away mm-hmm. and he doesn't speak like if 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 thor if danny had said to mum look i have a cat that talks and he had said yes it's true there are witches it would have all been or proved. when he was uh, when he was uh, before max lit the candle went hey guys actually i can speak yeah yeah don't, don't do, do that. that or if he had i mean the policeman turned out not to be a real policeman but if mm. he'd spoken then but i in my head I kind of said he, he, the, when at the start with the dad I can kind of say well maybe he had to relearn how to talk through a cat's yeah, mouth yeah, or something yeah, yeah, yeah. well in my head it's magic and he can only talk to people who who were witness to light the candle being possibly yeah, yeah. and I think that would have been so simple had they just said a throwaway line I can only speak to people who have witnessed this spell happening yeah you know, that's it it would have been so simple just to have that written off then and well, then you can understand me oh it must be some magic or but it, just when he was walk- like he gives exposition yeah. there's another thing as well that, that Thackeray says witches can't walk on hallowed ground yes yeah. I think he should have said when witches walk on hallowed ground they turn to stone because for years I think I'd watched this film like 15 times before I was like oh it's because she's on hallowed ground that's why she's turning to stone yeah at the end when Winifred turns to stone Stone. She because she lands on the uh, hallowed ground, hallowed ground, and nothing happens. It, and then she kind of turning to stone, and the sun's coming up. And then yeah, it, like, the two oh, things are happening at the same because, time. Yeah, but then she explodes into dust, and that's because of the sun. So this turning to stone is because hallowed it's on hallowed ground. ground, and then the exploding into dust is because the sun came up. So like two things happen to her at yeah. the same time, but. I think that would have been. I just think again a throwaway line of exposition by him. He if she if the witches step on hallowed ground they'll turn to stone. That's all it needed. Yeah. Or if Winifred said, "Be careful, you don't fall off your broomsticks," or whatever. Mm. So anyway, Thackeray yeah. is eventually reunited. Once the witches turn to dust, he's reunited with Emily, and that's that. Mm. So we've we've touched on Danny and Max. Dan, I can I just say Thora Birch in this movie is incredible we had to actually pause it last night and i had to say i had to say that to you she's so natural yeah she's so funny her timing is impeccable and and you know some of the jokes and some of the 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 dialogue and the lines are are seem older than her years you know and how she's interpreted the lines and doing the acting it's just incredible to think that what was she Ten, yeah, about that. She doesn't seem, she doesn't seem like drama school. No, like we're watching Bly Manor at the moment, and I think those kids seem a little bit drama school, right? Like right, yeah, they've yeah. literally come out of Pretty Barry Kids, and this you know, is how I talk. This is how I, I, I I'm very, a very good elocution. Saying my lines, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's no, she's very natural. I, I agree. I mean, Thora Birch is the only one of the kid actors in this who actually had a career really worth talking about, and she gave it all up. Well. She doesn't really act anymore on screen. She does the occasional thing. Uh, She does a lot of voiceover work now. Right. Well, she. I mean, she after. I mean, she Ghost World. That was only a few years after this. She 
Did you ever see Ghostworld? I think I might have at the time. It's like yeah. really, like there's a sex scene with her and um, Steve Buscemi. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if there's a sex scene, but they they have sex in the film, and I remember that kind of put me off it. <laughs> then American Beauty, that was a big hit for her. Uh, the whole, did you ever see the whole? I think I have. Well, that was good. That's yeah. Keira Knightley's one of her first films. Yeah, it's good. It's like it's. I thought it was a horror film. It's not really. It's, it's not supernatural. Is that where they're kind of? Oh no, I did see it. I can't really remember it though. There's there's a few films like that called like The Descent and The Hole and like, the, the Descent is total. That's the one yeah. with the the, okay, the splunking and the monsters. Yeah, and the yeah, yeah. This is just for school kids in a boarding school. They ditch a. A school tour, like mm. a bit like H2O, they kind of skip out on this weekend long tour, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they find this underground bunker that was built during the war, and they decided to, they decided just to party there for two for two days, but then when they try to leave, they realize the door has been locked, and they're like Ooh. just it's not ghostly, they're just stuck in this bunker right, and nobody yeah. knows that they're there, and they just slowly run out of food and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's good, and she's a great actress, but you know you don't see her too much anymore. I feel like she, she was on. We heard an interview with her recently, or maybe I, or maybe it was when I was driving here. I heard it, and you weren't with me. But she was on the radio recently. What was she promoting? Uh, I think she has a book. Right. Uh, I think it's a biography or something. And she was saying how she's she's constantly anxious. She's a very anxious person. And yeah, she was saying, "No, oh, I don't really." Uh, I, I'm not on screen very much anymore. I do the occasional thing, um, but I do a lot of voiceover work. Oh, okay. And I think she writes and that kind of stuff. Cool. But fabulous in this. Wonderful. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if I would call her like... F- yeah, no, she's very good. I don't know if I would call her fabulous. I like... Oh, to what? me, uh, yeah, I suppose my, my favourite child actors in films are uh, is Lex and Tim from Jurassic Park. I would say she's on a par with them. She's equally as natural and as as maybe I don't find her as charismatic as them. I suppose in Jura- Jurassic Park is a much more complex role, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I I think I'm more charmed by Max, to be honest. I think Max. Yeah. I so think Max he, is played by Omri Katz, who he, he, he still works, but you don't see him very much anymore. Leonardo DiCaprio was was meant to. Was, yeah, yeah. I heard that, yeah, and he, he turned it down for what's eating Gilbert Grey, which he got a no, Oscar nomination for. So I guess, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at the same time, this is a more iconic film than that, uh, and I, he would have been good in the role, um, and it would have been lovely to be like, oh, this is a a baby Leonardo. DiCaprio. I don't know. I d- yeah, but Amory's would great. He have been good in the role. I don't yeah, know. He, would have he been probably good. would have been. Oh, good. of course, he would have been good. I in think Amory is really good in this. He's really, yeah, he is. And he was having a bit of a he around this time. He was having a real career in acting. Like he did this. He had uh, Erie, Indiana. He was probably bigger than Leonardo. Yes, at probably, the time, which yeah. is kind of crazy to think. But then just kind of disappeared a bit. And it was he not in CSI? I thought I saw Maybe. that on his IMDb. I don't know. IMDb. Uh, yeah, he, he's great. I my my thesis statement is to do with his character. Um, this film though is fucking obsessed. This is a kids' film. Kids' film. It is obsessed with his virginity. Yeah. Like, I don't actually know if they. He. I mean, he's pretty not proud of it, but he. He. Well, it's surprising how like he's like. The thing is, like, Alison says, oh, a virgin has to light the candle. And he's, like, whipping at the lighter. And he's, uh, like, he's well, like, let's yeah, see if it I'll works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's not ashamed of it necessarily. But, like, it's mentioned 
constantly like and in a, and it kind of by other people in a shameful way like even the policeman is like you really, you really virgin? virgin and yeah. you're like this is i get a tattooed on my forehead this okay is like a 15 year old kid 60 yeah, yeah. he's driving so maybe a little older but he's like young like Sarah, but like when 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 teenagers are 15 16 17 and you know they're in school and that's the sort of thing they'd be talking about you know but, it's not, virgin, blah, blah, blah. but like I, i'm not I, whatever the film just it's like this it didn't have to be a virgin it's just such, i don't even think it's a bad choice i just think it's a weird choice and even if they just said it once like a virgin like the, yeah, yeah. they like mention it so many times they're like hey and he's our virgin and yeah, ooh, yeah the virgin lit the black and ink. actually like maybe he maybe in the first scene he wasn't embarrassed because maybe he thought Alison would be happy with that you know that he's a virgin or whatever but you're right it is mentioned probably it more than it needs to be mentioned crazy even Sarah Jessica Parker's like oh virgin I'll be thy friend <laughs> it's like he's a child we officially we, it, it's canon that he's a child because he's able to drink the potion and, and have the life sucked out of him mm. therefore Sarah Jessica Parker take a rest yeah. <laughs> take a step back Sarah <laughs> have a cold chair yeah, there Sarah yeah <laughs> and even Sarah Jessica Parker's I will get to her later but like she's, she's with Zachary as well she's like hang him on a hook and let me play with let him. Me play let with me him. rape the bo- little boy. Although, when well, you see, this is the thing. When she says play with them, I think it's, you know, is it sexual? Well, kind it's, of. It's torturing but, them. But also kind of, it, there's a sinister, I want to torture Oh, them. absolutely. But it's torture them in a, there's a sexual way. undertone there. Mm. I mean, every, I mean you know, Sarah, we said this already. Sarah Jessica Parker's direction was like, you want to have sex with everything. Yeah. This and is your character. Moves. You're a horny witch. Yeah. That is your direction. Just <laughs> talking to Marilyn Monroe voice and just want to hump everything. <laughs> In a Disney movie. Okay. Um, is there anything else about Max? I think I feel there was one other thing I wanted to say. He's, yeah, I mean, he's a brave character. He's nice to his sister. He's pissed off that he's moved from LA, which he, you know, he's... He's pretty smooth. That's, that's, like, he asks Allison. He gives Allison his number yes, in the middle of in a the class. Middle of the class, he says, and on his first week at school. Yes, like, and then this random, pretty ballsy, very ballsy, and this random guy comes up to him, says, "No, good, way. good no luck, way. best of luck." Never see him again. Yeah, and we never, literally, never see him again. <laughs> Doesn't stand up to Ernie, Bert, and Ernie, or whatever. He does stand up. He does, uh, uh, you know, eventually, but yeah. Stands up for Danny. And uh, yeah, when they actually, like, he's mortified when Danny yeah. is doing that. But it's, the second he thinks Danny is in any in sort any, of trouble, yeah, yeah, like yeah, he's. Yeah. And when the witches come back, first of all, and they find Danny, he's like, stay away from my sister. You know, he's. he's yeah, no, he loves it. There's, I don't think we ever for a second think. I, I almost. And he's a kind of. He's. he's he, He's quite smart because he realizes these guys are from a different century, yeah. three hundred years ago, and he says, "Oh, look, the burning rain of death." You oh, yeah. know, here, <laughs> just light light a fire under a water sprinkler. That to me is like, yeah, they don't know that's not true. The sunlight thing. I mean, those those witches are like enjoying a dramatic death yeah, before yeah. they're like, "Wait, no, I'm fine." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that should have worked for a split second before they were like. Yeah, it's a bit silly. Like they they fake de- die rather than realize they're not burning. You well, know? What is Alison doing? She's like whistling. Is that meant to be like early morning bird song? She's like when they run no, out. No, because they run out and and she's like jumping with her arms, being like yeah, because Danny 
doesn't realize that Max has uh, faked them out again. And powers. No, 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 no. Max goes in and says, I, I, yeah. yeah, Max goes in and says, oh, I know I have knowledge about daylight savings time. And look, they turn on the lights and it's the sun. Danny doesn't realize that Max is faking them out. So when they go outside, she's like, Max, I want to see the witches turn to dust. And then she's like, come on. Alison's like, come on, move your ass. And then she's like, all right, okay. Yeah, but I still, I'm not like, why is, yeah, okay. Alison's like, just did this like, well, she had nothing else to do in the movie. She wants, she's (laughs) like, right, I'm going to make this scene my own, you know. (laughs) Fine. Cool. Okay, let's get the witches come. Yay. Oh, God, I want to... If they ever make, like, a play or something in our new local GA club of Hocus Pocus, I want to play Winifred Sanderson. <laughs> this bit, it's confusing, because, like, obviously, Bette Midler has the showiest, most fun role. Mm. But then Sarah Jessica Parker's doing some good work in the background, and, like, there's a lot of scenes, because, obviously, Winifred None and Mary... None of them phone it in. No. And it would have been no, very no, easy no, to this. Yeah. Obviously... Winifred is the most dramatic bro and is the most fun but like there's a lot of scenes with Winifred and Mary chatting because obviously Mary is her confidant let's say and Sarah Jessica Parker is in the background just doing this yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. like the, it, the focus isn't on her she's just doing she doesn't some, stop her acting no or not like with, like eating something or like playing or just like she's constantly like her head and she's never listening like literally she's just the one that's there who's never is stressed never is worried that they're gonna die doesn't know what's going on and then so that's so I think Sarah just goes there's one part where they're they're standing outside the graveyard and Mary and Winifred are talking and Sarah's Jessica Sarah's character is just hanging off the rails trying to climb up the rail or something (laughs) in her own world I think Kathy Najini who probably has the least showy role of the three of them and certainly is the least the least famous of the three actresses when this came out. This is a, they wanted Rosie O'Donnell to play this role. Was this before Sister Act? Yes, I think it was just before. Well, maybe not actually. It was very. I actually think it might be the same year. So Sister Act was nineteen ninety two. Oh, okay, okay. So, so I because I remember knowing. Okay, okay, okay. More than I knew Sarah Jessica Parker. All right, and I suppose at this stage Sarah Jessica Parker was in that film with Steve Martin. Yeah, so maybe I guess this was probably an early role for her. But Rosie O'Donnell would have been a much bigger name. Do you know Rosie O'Donnell? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She would have been a much bigger name. But I kind of think Rosie O'Donnell would have been very kind of shouldery and kind of yeah. forceful and, and a bit more New York kind of brassy. But I like how I, I actually think Kathy Najini plays is it's it's the least showy of the three. I almost think how could they have scripted? I feel like she was improvising, like when she kind of was complimenting Winifred on her on her monologue she's like I liked how you started here and you kind of yeah, went there yeah, yeah. and then when she like she, she's talking about the fish and she's doing this little little monologue about how it's nice this fish is it's I well. smell I smell squab yeah and and she's, she's kind of going fish, and little, she's like on you can see her at the cogs turning in Wary's head she's like okay this is not what she wants to hear yeah, but I, going so to be I'm just going this. to say something that maybe she'll find interesting so that she won't hit me that's like literally the, the tangent ah, that then she's, she's like grabbing ears like oh yeah and then this she's doing this weird thing with her mouth where she she yeah it's is, kind of slanted down it's slanted down it almost down. looks like she's had a stroke or something <laughs> and then but there's a little scene where Winifred slaps her three times on the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when she, I don't, they must have practiced this. It, she, it goes, when she <laughs> slaps her, the lip goes to the other <laughs> yeah. side. Of the, it's just this amazing lip acting work that 
I can't even it would take me like five minutes to localize my lip in that area she just mm-hmm. does it so quickly I can do it <laughs> go on yeah. do it there Mm-mm-mm. but you're turning your head it's more so than her she keeps apologizing to Winifred as well I mean I feel like Mary is the least evil of the three until you see her like most of the time she doesn't seem as kind of like devious but until you see her with Danny and when she when you see her with Danny she suddenly gets this gloss over her eyes yes she gets this kind of animalistic kind yes of and eyes. it's almost the scariest of the three of them mm. where she's like quite yeah scared. it's almost like when she, because he's as you said Winifred is the alpha when she's around here talking to her she's very meek and sunken and then when she fo- sees a child that she wants to eat I suppose like her gaze just yes. widens and her it's almost like she starts salivating yes yeah. yes and you don't see that with the other two no and she much. has this she for, it was obviously a choice by the actress I'd say but she because she because she smells out the children for the three that's her gift she has occasionally this little bark that she goes Rah. yes which on on paper that could be stupid yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know you bark when you see that could, but whatever way she does it 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 works. Mm. It works. Yeah, uh, I, I do like that they give them each a power as well. Yeah, I would totally want Winnie's power. I mean, she's basically Dark Lord from Star Wars, or what's his name? Darth Sidious. Dark Sidious from yeah. Star Wars. Then Sarah Jessica Parker lures the children. Yeah, yeah, and then Kathy and Jimmy smells the children. And like, to be honest, <laughs> if it wasn't for, to, if, in a weird way, nah, I what they calls that a child? Winnie's power is obviously the most flashy, but if it wasn't for Sarah Jessica Parker, the kids wouldn't have been lured and they wouldn't have any kids. And if it wasn't for Mary, they I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel they're strong enough that they could just like abduct a child. But, you know. Well, and then Kathy and Jimmy, without her sense of smell, that's why they're constantly on the tails of the heroes, let's say. Yeah, yeah. So Bette Miller's powers are the least useful in terms of the plot. And probably she uses them the least. She only uses them twice, really. She uses them once with Thackeray, and she uses them once with Max. Yeah, she no. She also she does a three. Uh, she lightning bolts a tree that lands on Billy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But then, uh, yeah, we only see Sarah Jessica Parker use her powers twice as well. She lowers yeah, Emily, and she then Mary is using her powers the most constantly. Yeah. Her, but her powers are less. They're, they're like more of a she just says I smell children yeah <laughs> this is less of a, a budget for that I mean to be fair though like you could argue that like the spell that Winifred casts on the all the parents is very similar to the, yeah. the song that like ma- that, that Sarah Jessica Parker sings it's like so like Mary it, it's kind of Winifred has her electricity uh, Mary has her smelling Sarah has her um, song her enchant enchantress kind of thing but then all three of them acting as a coven, as a group, then Winifred kind of leads, but needs the other two to yeah. engage, to do the spell. Because the same is true for turning Thackeray into the cat. Yes, yes, yes. She starts the spell, but they all join in. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and they're she the backing says, singers for the club. They're the backing yeah. singers for the club. And also she says, sisters sing, and they all sing this song together. What? What? Yeah, is that just the? What is that? I'd never really caught that when they're being hung. What is that meant to be a spell? Just so they drop the book. I, well, I think it leads to that, but 
I think it was to try and enchant them and probably to try and let themselves free or something. That's what I thought it was yeah. anyway. They don't really explain it. But maybe you're right. Maybe it was just uh, whoever was holding the book would throw it on the ground. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, do you want to, well, okay, so we've talked a bit about Mary. Do you want to talk... Is there anything else about Mary you want to say? No, some other funny bit was when she sees the kid on the on the TV and she's like, Rah! Yeah, and, yeah, it's yeah, great. So Kathy Nadine is great. I'd like to see her more. You don't, she, you don't see her... T- she was in Veronica's Closet for years... She was in Rat Race. I've seen her on The View a couple of times. Um, but she hasn't aged a day. No, she, she has don't. not aged a day. Um, she's actually she's actually really attractive. Mm. She's a very good looking woman. She was very con- uh, concerned, not concerned, but she was a little bit hesitant about this film because she was like, oh, is this, is this offensive to people who practice uh, Wiccan? Really? Uh, really? Yeah, she and she was a little like, yeah, but I think she said, uh, uh, to be fair, this is such a lighthearted film. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, yeah, I, th- I think she kind of came to the conclusion that, like, yeah, it's it's obviously it's not offensive, and this no, is like a, a it's a children's yeah. film, and it's fine. I like. It's interesting that she actually thought of that back then in '93. Like, this is offensive to people who practice witchcraft. I don't know. If she was like, she was. She wasn't saying it was. She was just kind of, oh, I hope this isn't, and I hope mm. it's done tenderly and it's done with with yeah. Anyway. Um, do you want to talk about Sarah and then finish with Winifred? thread? Okay, so Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker, Sarah, who plays who we've Sarah. talked about before on Silver Screamers. Well, Sex in the City. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we, um, and I, we mentioned that episode that I, I feel like people don't think she's a great actress. And I think she's a better actress than her reputation, actually. I think she's a fine actress. I think she plays this part really well. Yeah. I mean, she's the dumb blonde. And it, it kind of showcases her... Is she a comedy actress? I suppose she is oh, a comedy yeah. actress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like the style of comedy that she went into then with Sex and the City is much different. Yeah, I mean, Sex and the City is a drama with with, with funny bits. Yeah, this, but this is, this is, is a like, straight up comedy. Well, this is a pantomime. Is, what pantomime? This is yes, yeah. And she changes her voice. Like she almost has a Marilyn voice. Mm. Is that a wig on her? I don't know. She looks so Stunning. good yeah. in this film. Like she's. She's, uh, like, she's the enchantress. That, yeah, like, that's another thing about Sarah Jessica Parker is like people just always call her like ugly. Uh, she's horrible, and like she's the, she, the people got into calling her horse face and horse all face. Things. Like she's so beautiful. Yeah, she's great. And I love. I as a as a kid, I I was enchanted by her song. That I actually think it's too short. Yeah, I would it like kind it of to ends be, and it's then you, really only about forty five like, oh, seconds long. You were kind of just hoping it would kick in and it kind of just ends. Yeah. yeah, and she does. She's like Winifred gets some scary bits, and Mary has those little bits that are really, I think, just Kathy and Jenny. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't in the script. But this is the only time where Sarah gets to be the slightly for spooky, you know, because she's just ridiculous most of the time. And I just would have loved if it had been another. But even when she's singing it, she's not spooky. But it's not meant to be spooky. It's meant to be enchanting. It's meant to be enchanting. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, but I and that's that's well, maybe I say not that this gets makes her spooky, but this is her only time to be not. This is her only scene that isn't comedy. It's yeah, it's her solo monologue. Exactly, it's her bit to shine. And I would just like I would have liked it to have been a little bit longer, Mm. and maybe like. 
children looking up at the window at her and stuff. I would yeah. have just liked them to milk it because I like it so much. I think it's so good. Uh, another thing I like about the three of them, they're not, they're not, you're, they're obviously witches and they wear these like cloaks and stuff but they're not wearing black they're not watching the pointed hats they're they're each given a primary color which i think works well so sarah's purple mary's red and winifred's green purple a primary color not a primary color like they're all just given like a color yeah um (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah they all and they all have their very individual identities i suppose Mm. yeah we find out as well that she banged Billy when Billy was yeah 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 was with little, Winifred little, yeah and uh, obviously Winifred just took it out on him not on her yes. sister I mean I like kind of like that like that she was like yeah fuck him I won't leave my sister's my sister forever even though well, who, yeah <laughs> I need her to do the spells <laughs> yeah and we never talked about him Billy Billy the actor that plays him Doug Jones. Yeah, Doug Jones has a fantastic career. Really good career. He's in Star Trek Discovery. He's in The uh, Shape Shape of Water. Water. He always plays a character with a lot of prosthetics, a lot of makeup and and that. It must be a choice of his, I suppose. Um, He rarely has lines. This is one of his few speaking roles. he's He's a main part in Star Trek. Oh, okay, okay. Most of his roles, he doesn't have lines, though. Mm. He was in um, Pan's Labyrinth. Oh yeah, he had the funny eye yeah. thing. Yeah. He was in. Uh, did you ever see a horror film? You'd like this, uh, Creep. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah he's he the monster the creep. in, in yeah. Creep. Yeah, he's just he's just made the, he's carved out this really fantastic career. Just um, uh, he's he must be he's a real physical actor. You know? Yeah, he likes yeah. changing his body uh, and his shape. So and he plays a full because like, uh, he 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 does have lines in this film, though not many, but he does have some lines, and he's very good. Mm. But in Star Trek, then where the more fleshed out, is, how is he at that type of acting? Yeah, he's very good. He plays yeah. a character called Saru. Is this um, the new the new series that Star you Star Trek Discovery on yeah. Netflix? Yeah, well, I've seen a few of them. Because another thing about him is no one really knows what he looks like because he's. No, I know, but like he, he he's a big movie star and like mm. he could pass the on the street and most people wouldn't know him. Yeah. He's got great like I mean he, he in this movie when he finally gets a, a little knife to open his sewn closed mouth, um he's got a great couple of lines. Which trollop you buck tooth. What is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I love what she calls Fire it. Fire fly from hell. <laughs> Billy, you maggot museum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was some more. I think his role was a Go bit... Go to hell. Oh, I've been there already. I found it quite lovely. Let's talk about Winnie. <laughs> you just want to talk about Bette Midler. Well, yeah. Yeah, she's... I mean, what is there to say? She's just incredible. Incredible. Yeah, like, I think we've already said that she said this was probably the most fun she's ever had in any role. She's oh, she's done. Uh, uh, she's having the time of her life. So much fun. She's eating up the screen. Eating up the screen. But she's generous as well. She she's a generous performer. No, she's, like, she's acting with the, yes, with the others. Yeah. She's not overshadowing them. Um, and also, she's not. Even though I'd say most of the time the the level she's on is just like larger than life there are moments where like she's coquettish when mm. with the bus driver like, yeah, 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 she's yeah. all like <laughs> then she's she kind also of, has uh, vulnerabilities and she's self-esteem issues i suppose when they call her ugly, ugly yeah i mean i yeah that, yeah you really hurt my feelings yeah i mean we might get to that in a second and then she also like has despair yeah, like, yeah. And like I think it's hilarious. Like Bring Mary's to going window. to die too. Yeah, 
they're all taken care of her, <laughs> they're all yeah. taken care of really. she's like take me to the window I want to say goodbye yeah, goodbye cool yeah, but she, um, yeah she's incredible I, I will say though and this is a problem this is a slight problem with the script this goes back to me nitpicking because it's, 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 it's a wonderful film all she had to do was like they had a tiny bit of the vial give it yeah, to one of those local yeah, yeah, yeah. kids bangs your uncle they I do just... like though that they addressed that well, like uh, it would have been easy for them to go to, to say, "Oh, the kids are coming," and then just fly off to, to you know to, to get these kids without kind of addressing it. But they're like, "Look, we have lots of children. Come on, let's just take their life for us. Then we live for you know the next couple of days, and then we'll get her." But then it makes it makes Winifred seem pettier and stupid than I believe the she's, character she's is. She's probably driven by a sense that she wants revenge. But she can get revenge after she's guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. You literally, she has a time <coughs> bomb on her she has a key there and she's like no I want to use the key over there where it's not guaranteed even though she could just use the potion on these kids one of the kids yeah, yeah. that would save them and then she could go get rev- literally it would it would take her five minutes I know it's a, it's, 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 a, it's silly. a bit plot armory yeah, yeah. and it also it's plot armory and it also makes her to be silly and, and, um, and also like it makes like if I was Mary she's petty and she's a bully and she's yeah, got low like, self esteem like if I was Mary and Sarah I'd be like Fuck off! Yeah, no, we. I I've lured the kids. Uh, I've smelt out the kids. Uh, yeah, we have a one bit of potion. Give it to that one there. That's clearly thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the children are coming. Why? Why the hell am I here? Like, yeah. This yeah, I guess they haven't got enough child actors. Whatever, it's it's fine. I don't care. But I do. Well, I do actually. I, th- I think that's kind of silly. No. Some key scenes of Winnie, which I just key first scene. In the movie, oh look, another glorious day! It makes me sick. That line Fantastic. isn't that funny. Love it. It's no, no, no. Hear me. In the script, oh look, oh, another yeah. glorious morning makes me sick. That's not funny. No, it's Bette Midler owning oh, that look. line. Yeah, the song that she has, obviously great. I put a spell on you. Fabulous. Would you call that a cover? It's so different to the Nina Simone. Um, yeah, I, I think it is. It's Rich a remix. From 300 years ago, just suddenly knows this. She just knows this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a remix. I guess it's she a, knows what a microphone is and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, she knows. Yeah, sorry. So that song is so different. I mean, apart from I put a spell on you, and there's a, another line that's in the original, but everything else, the lyrics are new, the melody is new. They add this amazing, like, uh, oh, Mickey, you're so fine part yeah, in yeah, the middle. Yeah. I think a few years ago we were like what are they singing and we actually put subtitles on and it's just nonsense some of it is gibberish what is this it's on a pony am I hey hey say bye bye (laughs) who cares yeah do you know what my one complaint about that song is what it's not on fucking Spotify Oh, I was—I uh, thought you were going to say it's not on long enough. Well, well, that too. But it—you cannot. The only way you can ever listen to that song is it's through the movie. Is through YouTube, and then you have to. Then you have to have little bits where the kids are like, "Cover your ears, cover uh, your ears." I just want a studio version of. I want Bette Midler. Of Bette Midler, Catherine and Jimmy, and Sarah yeah, Jessica Parker. Yeah, I wonder the they doing backing vocals. Were they doing the back? Yeah, was it those two? Because we know Sarah Jessica Barker can sing. I don't know about Kathy and Jimmy. Oh yeah, um, well, yeah, she was in Sister Act. We said her singing. I know the redhead one wasn't. That wasn't her. Oh, really? But it yeah, could have right. been Kathy and Jimmy. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah, I mean, most actors can can sing a bit. It's a stunning scene, and it's a kind of a thing in the the nineties that I don't think you see too much anymore. Like that's it's not a musical, the film, but there's just this one fantastic song. Well, it was a Disney movie, you know. Often yeah. they would have a a song or two in them. Um. Well, like in the nineties, I feel there was lots of films that just has one song in it. This fantastic big production and then that's mm. it and that the film is like yeah we'll just have one song why not, yeah, why not? Yeah. you don't see that too much now okay yeah also you have Bette Midler you're like yeah you use Bette Midler I mean, use you, Bette you're, Midler. Gonna, you're gonna of course yeah I mean if you had Bab Streisand you'd be there probably would have been 25 songs in it Advertising wishes she could do this <laughs> <laughs> they, there was a kind of a rivalry years ago like between not rivalry but like Britney Christina people would be oh, like are you yeah, better yeah. you Barbara it was Babs and Bette other other scenes uh, notable scenes uh, hello I'm looking for my book <laughs> bonjour je veux mon livre like, uh, that's a line that just would have not gone over my head but I wouldn't have found it funny I, just, I, I like I watched that about 10 years ago and I was like <laughs> <laughs> they get incinerated with a fr- learned yeah. French very uh, tape. violent really violent yeah another yeah. another quite a dark scene yeah I think but I say but like it's it, yeah and you, you actually kind of see them burn to death you don't see them burning but you know they're yeah, like yeah no very very violent I mean, I mean I said this already that I think that's an ode to Goldilocks not Goldilocks uh, Hansel Gretel. and Gretel yeah, that, that's, yeah I never kind of twigged that before but you're probably right yeah, yeah that's yeah uh, why Why does the school have a massive inferno? Oh my Who god, knows? yes. Yeah. Like a walking... I feel like that's like a safety hazard yeah. as well. Yeah, a, a massive killing <laughs> for making pottery. Yeah. Was it for making pottery? Was yeah, it? it's oh, a right, killing. Okay. But oh, I mean okay. like a walking killing? Yeah. Like, a, like that's an industrial... That turns on when people are inside? Yeah. <laughs> In a school. Bit, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Seems a bit dodgy. I'm just thinking now, I, I said before that uh, Winnie uses the other sisters when they're doing spells, but actually, she is fucking powerful because she can raise the dead by herself. Mm, she's a necromancer. On thy feet, so saith I. Yeah. Yeah. She's a necromancer. Necromancy. She's dark Sidious. <laughs> she can fly. She can hypnotize Sing. an entire room of people to dance, 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 <laughs> dance until, until you die. die. Um, dance, dance, <laughs> double dance. Um, we... We, this another little thing I didn't notice for years is that when their brooms are stolen, there's a sound effect that these little, little girls actually are flying. Yeah, yeah, and you said yesterday, wouldn't it be great if just at some stage later on in the film you just saw the kids like these in the three sky, yeah. across the moon or something? Yeah. yeah, I mean you could argue that actually the brooms aren't magic; it's the witches because they're able to make these other. But these, well, I mean, these fly. brooms flew like when the kids, the kids. I know. Maybe they just once they use them once, and they're flying yeah. forever. I guess and they can they can fly on mops and vacuum cleaners. Yeah, as well. I mean, I remember thinking that when I was a kid, flying on a vacuum cleaner it was Hilarious. the greatest com- comedic moment yeah. of all time. Like for me, when I was a kid, she was the funny one because of the vacuum scene. Yeah, just wonderful. Uh, I've kind of a. <laughs> Silly thesis statement. Do you want to hear it? I think it's time for Paul's thesis statement. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the film kind of uh, frames Max as a bit of a douche for lighting the candle, and mm. then okay, they're like, "I was waiting for some airhead virgin." Nice going, airhead. Mm. And like, and I feel like Max's redemption then is saving Danny and drinking the potion and he went however 
I just, this is silly. This isn't a thesis statement, but whatever. Max didn't have a choice. Um, Winifred Spell prophesied that on a full moon on mm-hmm. Halloween night, a virgin will light the, the black, black flame, flame candle. candle. So somebody was going to do some it. yeah well well max and you could even argue that like his whole fa- this was fate that his family were lured to salem mm. um because no one in salem is a virgin they had to import one and everything was fate so him lighting he had to light the candle um for this all to go through so there you go so he had no free will until he lit yeah the candle. and whether was it that was it that they put a spell on the timeline to cause that to happen in 300 years or was it just that they were that when he was seeing into the future that it would happen i think she was she no she called the book and put a spell i think you mm-hmm. know she made a spell that or else she was well, i don't know maybe she, it, it was almost like a prophecy yeah if it was prophecy then it kind of feeds into the whole sort of idea and physics of super determinism where everything every everything in the universe that will happen is written and fixed okay and sort of takes away from <laughs> that. I'm sure what the the writers of Hocus Pocus were, <laughs> are thinking of. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's very it's very little, but uh, and you kind of so uh, my point yeah, being no, like it's a, good, I, it's a good it's a good it's a good uh, concept which I hadn't thought of before is that yeah Max doesn't have free will in that moment. No, it, it, he was he was following fate, and then yeah, so like you can't really blame him. I remember years ago I saw this fantastic play called The Trial of Judas Iscariot oh, yeah. that was saying that like Judas if you're like very into theology you have to admit that Judas didn't have a didn't choice. have free will yeah. he's the only human uh, of all time let's say that didn't have free will if it's prophesized if you can look into the future and say this happens yeah then, yeah. then it's already determined yeah and, and unless fr- you can change it yeah and from a theological perspective if 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 Christianity was to spread throughout the world because of Jesus dying on the cross and if the only way that was going to happen was Judas betraying Jesus then Judas had to portray Jesus for this mm. to happen therefore you can't blame Judas. You can't blame Judas, and therefore he should he shouldn't be in hell and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, anyway, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, that's a, a very dark <laughs> little tangent <laughs> in statement. We just kind of well, a few tiny little things to talk about is, is that Kenny Ortega is the director, and Kenny Dur- Ortega. I've never heard of him. Have you? Uh, I think I've heard the name. Well. I'm a little bit annoyed at his um, his management or whoever looks after his IMDb page because do you know the way you have like four things in like your like oh, the, the most four f- yeah, prominent yeah, things yeah. Hocus Pocus isn't one of them uh, a film called Full High is one of them from 1990 the Winter Olympics opening ceremony from 2002 good, good. like what he directed that yeah Okay. High School Musical three. Jeez. Oh, and then this is the it. one everyone remembers. Yeah, and then this is it. The Michael this is Jackson. Michael Jackson. Direct. So yeah. like, I just find it weird. I feel like Hocus Pocus is way bigger than any of them, and it's not in this type. And then when you skim, he through, doesn't seem to have. Like, I'm just looking at him here. He doesn't. The stuff he's done. He's done a lot of stuff for Disney, like yeah. The Descendants, like um, three episodes of Ali McBeal's The Rocky Chicago Hope. He did Crazy Ex Girl. That's the TV show. Um, he's won three Emmys. What's for? What for? High skill musical. All right. 
for outstanding choreography. Um, that being said, like I, although this film is is wonderful, like when I think about what's great about it, I'm thinking about the performances, the the co- the costumes, particularly Costume, the witches, yeah. mainly, mainly just the witches, is br- and and the set, like their house, is fantastic. I don't know if you could say that this film was directed to kind I of a. I don't think it's fair. I think if you have all these actors, particularly the younger ones like Danny and Max, well, that's true, that's who true. do a really good job, I think you have to give credit to the direction. That's true. And we, we did say as well, there's a lot of different tones going on. Like every a lot of the characters are in different films and somehow it does all comes together come together yeah. very cohesively which in in ways that it really shouldn't mm. so yeah okay fair enough yeah so i suppose you did it's an odd mixture between pantomime and sort of reality yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh i also think apart from the obvious the songs we've talked about the score for this film is, is lovely um, it's really good it's yeah i mean it's the songs that we've talked about are probably the, the key ones and I like if you actually bought the soundtrack to Hocus Pocus would there be a full version of I Put a Spell on You I don't know if there is a f- soundtrack to Hocus Pocus because mm. if there, it's not on Spotify yeah so sort it out lads yeah come on jeez I mean we've talked uh, Bette Midler loves this film she has performed I Have a Spell on You dressed as we need at, at shows before hmm um, and like I, I really do feel like she would like to do a sequel, and like the three act, the two other actors are all still working and are all still relevant. So I, I, I would definitely watch it. But a part of me is like, I just think this film works so well. I, I mean, and it would always, even if there was a sequel, we still would always have this. But I don't know. I, I feel it would be. I, little I bit feel that, yeah. I, I, you run the risk of just being just a bit disappointed. I think we'd have to be. Yeah. 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 But I don't know, maybe. I mean, I like all three. I mean, I would enjoy it just because... I'd say, like, if they got the right script and they knew they could do a good job, they might do it. But I think if otherwise, if they were just getting scripts for the sake of doing it, oh, it's a big cash cow, maybe they'd just be yeah. like, nah. It's, it's bizarre that this film didn't do well when it was released first. And I think a lot of it is to do with that it was actually released in July. I know it was released in October in Ireland, but most around the world it was released in July. And mm. this is not a film you watch in July. It's oh, so yeah, seasonal. Yeah. And I think the Disney didn't want it to clash Nightmare on Christmas was released in October and they didn't want a Nightmare Before Christmas yeah what did I say no, Nightmare no. on Christmas yeah. yeah but if I was in Disney that time I would have said well let's release Nightmare Before Christmas on Christmas and let's release Hocus Pocus on Halloween because Nightmare Before Christmas has two holidays that can kind of um, yeah I feel Nightmare Before Christmas is more of a Halloween town movie is this? Yeah. yeah. I just feel releasing this film in July, you're kind of dooming it. I would, if I was, I oh, know July is a city. They should have, they should have t- timed it better. But yeah, yeah. Or even releasing this kind of late October, September and releasing Nightmare Before Christmas late like, October. Like if you do, yeah, if you do this at the start of October, it has a month to run, and then yeah, like, you know. yeah. But it has obviously um, accumulated fans over the years, and um, it's got a huge. I mean, it, I would say this is the definitive family Halloween film. And it is my favourite film. I mean, it definitely passes the Bechdel test. Yes. Passes it left, right. In fact, really, Thackeray and Max are the only kind of prominent male characters. Everyone else is a a a very prominent female thing. Um, All white women, though. True, yeah. Very very white cast. Yeah, and in history, um, black women were much more likely to be accused of witchcraft. Okay, um, so where okay. are we going to put this on our list? <laughs> um, 
I'm going to put it high. Yeah, high. I, I, I don't, like, so when I look at The Little Mermaid, we loved that as well. And I think there's more problematic elements to The Little Mermaid than there mm. is to this. But I also think there's an epicness to The Little Mermaid. And also The Little Mermaid makes, give, hits me in the feels. This is just, this is just a romp. This, I don't, this hits you in the feels in a different way. I don't feel like like the film wants us to be really like like cry I think cry when at the end when 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 Binks and his sisters reunited and I I don't that doesn't make me all kind of like oh. no um, but I don't think every film has to do that no but I'm also like with Harold and Maud and with Little Mermaid I'm getting emotions that I don't necessarily get with this um, so I'm probably thinking but then three is Oliver I think this is better than Oliver so I would put this number three I would fight for number ah would I say one one would I put, well I mean it's my favourite film I know but like I don't I think I can see Harold and Maud though is a bit uh, hit me in the fields I suppose as well um, do you think it's better than Little Mermaid I enjoyed it more than Little Mermaid yeah I don't think the music the music is better than the Little Mermaid and I think I think there's more things going on with The Little Mermaid, like, that you can examine and stuff. I think overall enjoyment, Hocus Pocus. I think cinematography, maybe The Little Mermaid, music probably as well. Costumes, obviously. Hocus I mean, Pocus. I don't, you can't compare. Um, there's no <laughs> <laughs> script, I'd say. No, I think The Little Mermaid is a better script. Mm. The only thing I'll say is I think The Little Mermaid... There's problematic elements that haven't aged well. I don't think anything. I mean, maybe I'm the sure wicked some, thing. I'm one sure somebody would find something to. Um, okay. Well, I I think the little mermaid. Do you think Hocus Pocus? All right. I'll just I'll concede and we'll put it at number three. Yeah. I mean, number three is very good. All right. Fine. Fine. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> okay. So Hocus Pocus number three. That's number amazing. Three. Yeah. Is Harold and Maude ever going to be kicked off our number, top spot? It's almost become like this. Uh, this <laughs> like, touch, can't touch that. Yeah. Um, no, I think some stage, uh, some someday. Um, okay, what is your second film for season of the Witch? My film is the Witch, okay. or Witch, Witch, Is it Witch? Witch. Yeah, it is. That's the the the, the witch in the woods. It's kind of. Sailing me times actually, isn't it? It's is it the the witch? I think it's just wit, witch or witch. Two thousand fifteen. Yeah, the the witch. It says the witch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just looks like two V's instead of a. Double. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, why'd you pick that? Um, you didn't like that. I liked that, and you didn't. That's that. Okay, so we're 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 leaving camp. Oh God, no, not that one. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. Okay, I'm going for The Witch. The Witch. Why did you pick that? Because uh, I thought it was a different movie. <laughs> what film did you think it was? Uh, I actually didn't think I had seen it. But I actually yeah, have saw seen that it. about two years ago. Yeah. I liked it and you didn't. Yeah, well, there you go. I probably there still won't go. like it. Okay, so we're <laughs> moving away from camp Halloween to just dark. like a dark, very serious horror. horror movie. Uh, okay, I'm sticking with camp. 
Oh, yay. So I wanted, I mean, ideally I would have wanted to pick The Witches, Roald Dahl's The Witches, but that's 1990. So I thought I'd do something quite different for Silver Screamers, and I'd pick a film that's just out, because that's been remade with Anne Hathaway. Oh, the 20s. This is our first 20s. This is our first 20s. Yeah, but oh, someone pointed yeah. out recently that, oh, yeah, we have a new whole new decade that we haven't really played with yet. Yeah, we pointed that out to ourselves. <laughs> no, I think someone, like John, was it or Okay. Or Ashwin. Anyways, no. So I'm picking the 2020 version. Of the witches. The witches. Oh, However, we, as we always do with remakes or films that are in a franchise, we will probably have to watch the we'll 1990 original. We'll have to examine the original compare with the lens. So Anne Hathaway and uh, the Angelica Houston. This is like, this is, this is a way of having your cake and eating it and just wanting to watch the witches and you know just kind of no, I'll, 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 just fudging the format uh, no we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> be manipulating abs- the no, format no no we'll, 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 we will be covering the 2020 film but just similar to what we did in Lady and the Tramp we will also look uh, except that was what we examined the remake and that a little bit this time we'll examine the re- original anyway look uh, heads or tails Con um, I feel like you want mine to win <laughs> I feel you're correct um, I wanted yours to win last time because it's Hocus Pocus as well you just pick these movies <laughs> Okay, heads or tails? Uh, I'll be heads. You'll be heads, okay. Okay, so heads for the witches, tails for witch. Okay. Heads! Oh! So witches! The witches, our first film of the 2020s and our first oh. new film. Maybe that'll get us some new hits because people will be, it'll be kind of trending and stuff. It'll be new. Yeah. Um, okay, great. Okay, great. Um, well, look, I can't wait for that. This hopefully will be out on Halloween and we might, I don't know, we're not going to kill ourselves because we have a lot of other shit to do. We have a lot of work to do. So, um, but maybe in the next two uh, If we don't see, if we don't talk to you before then, which we won't, happy Halloween, happy guys. Halloween. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Alison, Alison, kiss, kiss me, me I'm Alison. Alison. Mm.